Hello, and welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life, a place where we talk about ways for you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Hello, 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 and welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life. I'm your host, Tiara, aka T, and I love to live a life that is bubbly, meaning I love to live a life that is extraordinary, a life full of fun, freedom, and luxury. That is a bubbly life for me, but I encourage you to figure out what is it for you? What do you desire to experience in your life? If you're like, ooh, luxury travel, all of that is not my jam, I I want to live like off the grid in a cottage surrounded by nature and gardening and all of that jazz like honey that is your luxury that is your bubbly life there is no judgment for what you want to experience in this life it is your life boo-boo that being said I want to talk about the foundation of fear that is the conversation I want to bring to you today because there is so much information out there, right? So much information, inspiration, motivational conversations going on. And a lot of times they base why you need to listen on fear. I just talked about how we all get to choose how we want to live our lives, right? We get to decide what do we desire and we get to choose whether or not we go for it, right? And there is such a perception and such such judgment and and programming uh, is the word of the month, I believe. (laughs) Programming around why we can't because it doesn't fit with the societal program. We are all somewhat indoctrinated into this this belief structure of limitation and lack and all of that. Not everyone, but a lot of people have in, like entered this world with extraordinary thoughts and imagination and, and wondrous things that they want for themselves only to be thrust upon in a way of fearing failure, fearing that it will never happen, fearing um, the thoughts of others if what we want for ourselves is a little bit different than what society or our parents or our friends want for themselves, right? Like, it is what it is. So, like... This came to me as I like, you know, like scrolling through TikTok. I create a lot of content for TikTok. And something that I've been seeing a lot lately is like, like if this is in your FYP, especially if you're like into the spirituality stuff, like if this is in your FYP, this message is meant for you, you've got to listen, right? And while they don't say be afraid or whatever outright, it's like you have like the the intensity and and the underlying intention behind it is if you miss out on this information, if you don't act upon this information, your life is fucked. We can take that to like the conversation of religion, right? Like when I think about religious upbringing and how, you know, religion performed in my life, my, like the biggest thing for me, like I remember being a kid and 
I went one of my babysitter's husband was a was a pastor and I remember going he had like a late night sermon or something like that and for whatever reason um, my I think it was my dad who picked me up um, my dad couldn't be there before we had like before the family had to leave for this this service so I went with them like I believe it was like already planned like I think I had like I had church clothes packed and I remember going to church with them and I believe my dad even like wore like had a suit because he, he the work that he did did not require a suit but he had like you know my when my dad wears a suit it's like for church weddings and funerals okay um and maybe like going out to a really really like fancy restaurant or whatever for for like a particular special occasion. Anyways, now that you've like gotten into like a little bit of my 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 family life, um, so I don't quite remember the whole encompassing conversation of, but I do remember in the sermon, this man says that. If we are not baptized, we are going to hell. Like, point blank, if you're not baptized, you're going to hell. I remember, or at least that's what I heard. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, if that was exactly the verbiage. But in, like, I heard it, and I was probably, I want to say, like, seven or eight years old. And I heard it, and I knew, I knew that I wasn't baptized. Like, I, we went to church on a pretty regular basis, um... I think at that time my dad drove 18 wheelers. So I want to say like, I want to say at that time, that's what my dad was doing. So my dad had weekends off. And so every Sunday I would go to church with my dad and my mom worked shift work. So sometimes she came with us and sometimes she didn't, but like my dad was definitely a huge conduit to my, like my religious upbringing. And so we would go get up in the morning. We would go to like eight o'clock service. We would get like, usually get some sort of breakfast afterwards and like, you know, have the rest of the day to like, chill out uh and like hang out or do whatever like I had a like in my younger years I had a lot of time at least on the weekends with my dad it was great and he, I remember hearing that sermon and freaking the fuck out <laughs> I like freaked the fuck out because you know it to me it's like for me being the way the person that I am, I'm always like, I like, especially at that age was like people pleasing. I just want people to like me. I just want people to love me. I just want to be accepted. Right. Um, and that was also a, a big time of like, you know, doing whatever I could to be seen and, and approved of because I felt like so many people didn't like me because I was fat. I got made fun of a lot and I've talked about this a lot on my podcast of like, you know, other children making fun of me, even at the babysitter's house, like her, her daughter sometimes didn't make me feel like accepted and like picked on me. And like, I got regularly picked on and there were a few like people who like just took me as I was and accepted me as I was and loved me as I was and or what felt like few people and you know I made fun of being being too sensitive and I need to get a tougher skin and so on and so forth people are going to say whatever they're going to say about you so like you just need to toughen up and 
I was just looking for, okay, well, fine. I'm just, I just want to do the right thing. What's the right thing to do so that I can be approved of. And now like, I, even though I'm a nice person and I like say grace and I do all of these things and I go to church with my dad, you're telling me that's a, not enough that because someone didn't dip me in water, I am going to hell. And I'm only like eight years old. Like, what? And, and, like, so I'm like freaking out. Like, and I had this, <laughs> this like huge fear of, of death, uh, at that time, because I was like, I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to go to hell because I'm not baptized. Like I could be the nicest person in the world and never done anything wrong, but because I'm not baptized, I am going to fucking hell. I like even talking about like, you know, that time in my life where, you know, I spent a lot of time with my dad. We would like on Saturdays often go to go like for a run or go for a bike ride together, do something active. Right. Um, and we went to this, it's, it's called like Bell's Island, I think is what it's called, uh, in Richmond. And in order to get over to the island, there's like a, there was a bridge. There's like a concrete bridge underneath this highway overpass. And I don't know if I've ever told this story um, before, but if, if you heard it, awesome. If you haven't, well, welcome. Uh, and I remember looking up because it was like slightly swaying. It's like, it was, um... I want to like steel, kind of like steel rods holding this concrete thing together, but there was still a little bit of movement as it is literally running under the highway. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, that's not structurally sound. Like in my, in my head, I'm like, that's, that's not safe. That's not structurally sound. I'm going to die. Like if I get on that, it's going to fall and I'm going to end up in the river and I'm going to die. <laughs> like I had this like huge fear no reason why I remember having a conversation with my dad of being like you know do you believe in God and is he like don't you believe that he would take care of you and like you know I was like but what if it's my time and you know, like I, I, I don't know if you had really an answer for it but like it, like basically it's gonna be fine you're gonna be fine here it was like the whole point of what he was trying to say and I believe underlyingly it still was this fear of well I'm not baptized so I'm gonna go to hell so all that to say, there is so much programming placed upon us that is built on a fear of a, an outcome that we do not want to experience. So whether or not you believe in hell, I will say that like, nowadays my perception of what hell is is different than when I was a child. Um, this idea that for me, like this idea that like we could live such a, a wonderful whole life and someone decides that because of a little water, we're not, we're not welcome into like that. That sounds like some ultra gatekeeping to me, right? Like I don't like, I, I, I can't subscribe to this, this whole belief structure. Same with like, you know, you're going like, oh, well, you know what? You could be a good Christian, but if you don't pay your tithes and offerings, God's going to not let you in. I don't, um, what's God going to do with that money, honey? Anyways, pumping the brakes because that's not the conversation for today. Exactly. The conversation is about what are you afraid of? When it comes to creating a life for yourself, what are you afraid of? 
I believe failure is the biggest fear for a lot of people. So we're afraid of if we invest money in the stock market, we never see that money again. Um, and we're going to lose money. So we, we play it safe, right? We're afraid if we want to be a Broadway actor and if we choose to like go to New York and, and like pursue our dream, we never get cast. And we're just, you know, stuck working, I don't know, at, at a restaurant for the rest of our lives because we never got, got our big break, if you will. We're afraid of if we start a business, the business will flop. We will go bankrupt and have to find a job I don't know, walking dogs, <laughs> whatever kind of outcome, like we're afraid, uh, but are we afraid of taking a chance and seeing what happens? Or are we afraid of what other people will think of us if we don't do it? Cause I know for me, a lot of times when I think about like, uh, you know, the opportunities that I could have had, uh, and the, um, what I could have done for, for myself in terms of like creating different dreams for myself. One of them being, you know, like, you know, I love singing. I love dancing. Uh, while I have auditioned for Broadway in terms of like whenever there was like an open casting call, like in my local area, I've done that. But the idea of like actually like going to New York and like, like uprooting my entire life and like moving into some like slum apartment or sleeping on somebody's couch and whatever. Like it's, it was terrifying. Uh, only to like, I think part of it was believability. Like I didn't believe that like I would get cast in the fir first one, two, three, four, even 10 auditions. So I didn't want to put forth that, that, that effort. There's like a lack of believability in myself based on, I don't know, never being cast in Broadway before based on the fact that I've been told that you only you can only make it if you have proper connections and I have I don't really have any in that regard being told I'm not good enough in other in like smaller forms so why would like I be be accepted in a bigger bigger way whatever it is right but you know when I look at my life and I look at the things that I actually went for that were a little bit scary, whether they, they worked out for me or not in that moment, at the end of the day, I realized that they always worked out for me. Like it led to something else. Like if I made a, a different choice, shaking things up, like for example, my wine business, like we, the business that I was a part of that, that network marketing company that I, I participated in built its whole strategy around doing in-home wine tastings. But I got to a space where, you know, physically I could not go into other people's homes. I had had knee surgery and I had months of recovery that I needed to go through. And so I asked, well, what can, you know, there's this thing called Zoom. There's all these things. Like, could I do lead a tasting in a virtual way? And like, people were like, no, that's, that's never been done before exactly like you know I've only done it in terms of like calling in to help help a, a a newer consultant but I couldn't like physically be there for them and I'm like all right well what if I try it I tried it 
it didn't like shake up the entire world for myself, but I do know that that platform that, that what I suggested did turn out to be lucrative for other consultants. It did create another space, but for myself, you know what it created? It created this opportunity for me to know that I can try out different things, that I have this power to activate thoughts and ideas and change within a community that can work for the better. It was very, it's very eye-opening, right? And it all came from doing something that I wasn't 100% sure whether or not it would be successful. And you know what? It probably, it's probably a good thing that it didn't turn out to be super successful for myself because then I would have been left in that space and I would not have tried anything else. Right? I would have continued on with what I was doing and I would not have started, I would not have been looking for another way. I am definitely someone that likes to look for another way. When I don't, when I feel disharmony, when I am like not re like realizing what I desire for myself, I open my eyes to opportunity, right? I, I don't subscribe to the idea that you just got to keep trucking along, keep trucking along, keep trucking along, and something will magically happen. There, no, I like subscribe to the idea of like, what is going to make me happy in this moment? And, and is there something that I can do to make it happen? Like, I'm not like, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight and I eat bacon all day every day and my body is not like responding to the all day bacon diet then maybe I might change my diet especially if it makes me feel like it make like I'm like thinking about how for me like you know if I were to eat bacon all day every day I would start breaking out my stomach would not like appreciate all the grease like I I know how I, I could feel it in myself how it would feel so I I would choose to make a change to make me feel better and so there is no need to fear feeling better there's no need to fear finding fun right we know what fun is we know what feels good and regardless of if someone says that your choice of fun is is wrong is it wrong because they don't like your choice of fun or is it wrong because it hurts other people? Because if it doesn't hurt anybody, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think it's any of their business. If it's not like completely breaking a law, that is a law like worldwide. Because <laughs> let's be real, like, I don't know. I live in California, so marijuana isn't like might be fun for you. And it's legal here, but if you live somewhere else, it may or may not be legal, right? And so, like, you know, there are gray areas, of course. So it's up to you to choose, right? It's up for you to choose. You get choose whether or not you're going to be afraid of said consequences, right? And does it, does consequence, I feel like consequence 
is a word that we often attribe to like being bad, but there's, I would say, positive consequences. If you find something that you enjoy, it brings you so much freedom and fun and love and, and passion for life. And other people can see your brightness and your your shining light just like glistening through. And you're giving so much of your wonderful magical self because you are in this happy, passionate space. Where's the problem? I don't see problem but if we hold on to the fear that finding our true selves living within a life that we truly desire if we fear pursuing it and fear what could potentially be on the other side that holds us back from actually doing the thing right you know the phrase like do it scared that's something I'd say do scared going for what you want and maybe what you think you want right now isn't what you want in the long term and that is okay there's no need to fear that we're gonna waste time doing something that brings us joy that might not bring us joy forever because, I mean, think about it, like, think about being a kid, right? Like, you know, you get a toy, right? You ask for a toy, you're like super excited about a toy and you get the toy and you're playing with it and you're playing with it. And like, as a kid, you're not like thinking about, oh my God, will I play with my my size Barbie when I'm 15 and that Barbie is like, you know, three feet too short for me. No, you're like, I wanna play with my my size Barbie now. like that like kind of like that instant gratification so while i'm not like encouraging subscribing to looking for instant gratification because yes there are times where we have to put in work and we have to like it takes time for the thing to actually manifest and come to full fruition and we need to gather more information to like expand and that expansion can take some time but I'm thinking I, I, I want you to like more focus on that childlike wonder of like that toy seems awesome I want to play with it and then like you get the toy and you play with it and maybe you don't play with it for another week maybe you back and forth and you like go between other toys but you just you like pick up whatever makes you happy in the moment it's an invitation to explore and find find your freedom Find your fun. Explore. And yeah, sure, you know, as a kid, most of the time you have somebody else who is providing for you and supporting you so you don't have all of the responsibility of an adult. True. But with that responsibility also comes like a little bit of freedom. You don't have to listen to other people's rules anymore. Part of being a kid is, you know, following other people's rules, taking a bath when the other person says take a bath, brushing your teeth when other people say to take your, brush your teeth, you know, 
you can only have one cookie instead of seven. Guess what? You're, you're an adult. You can have seven cookies if you want. Whether or not your body is going to be nice to you afterwards, you know, that's up to your body. Yes, we find that some of these rules, these programs that we were taught as children are helpful. <laughs> For example, that one cookie versus seven cookies. But maybe you find as an adult, you can eat three cookies and be fine. Right? You get to kind of like grocery shop what act, what rule and like you get to play with what rule how it truly affects you and your life and what you want to set up for yourself what program do you want to 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 run for yourself yeah and speaking of running programs and figuring it out a program that I invested in last year was called vision and in vision, I, I got to witness myself, my, my transformations throughout my life, the witness, the, these ideas, these programs, these rules that I had been following for my entire life because someone said it was true. But I hadn't decided whether or not it was true for me. I just accepted it because I wanted to be accepted as, as a whole, right? I listen to other people's rules because if I follow the rules, then I will be accepted. If I follow the rules and get baptized, I will enter the gates of heaven. Like, like, it's like I, if I follow the rules, inevitably I will be accepted and I will be happy. And I followed a lot of rules. I still wasn't accepted by everyone. And I definitely wasn't the happiest that I could be. Relatively happy. Pretty relatively happy person. But overall, I still want it more. Want it, I want so much for myself. But a lot of that, what I want for myself, doesn't apply to the rules that I ran. So they had to be let go of. And I had to figure out what it was to let go of so I could bring more joy, fun, freedom, all that goodness to my life. That being said, if that's something that sounds like a process you want to go through, an excavation, an exploration of self that you are open to and ready for, and you're ready to create a vision for yourself, I encourage you to check out Vision 2022. Go to luxury living click work with Angela and scroll division 2022 and check out that program. That is my affiliate link. So I really would appreciate you using that, um, to sign up for whichever option best suits you. And with that, thank you so much. I love you so much. Uh, please remember to like, follow, subscribe, and share if this message really resonated with you and have a miraculous day. Thank you for listening to Combos for a Bubbly Life. I invite you to subscribe, comment, and of course, follow the link in the description of this video to tap into more ways for you to live a bubbly life. Love you. Thank you.